Welcome to the Proclaim and Defend podcast, a ministry of the Foundations Baptist Fellowship International. We seek to encourage and inform pastors on modern-day topics from a biblical perspective. Our mission is to bring together like-minded Baptists to collaborate in glorifying God through fulfilling the Great Commission. 69 weeks, Daniel's prophecy of the advent of the Messiah. It's not about 483 years as much as it is about 69 sabbatical year cycles. Let me explain. Why were the Magi watching for the birth of Christ when his own countrymen were not? The story of the wise men from the East is recorded in Matthew 2, 1 through 12. The answer to that question requires some speculation, but not outlandish speculation. The East from Israel, the Far East to them, was Babylon and Persia. One of the greatest and most influential of all the Babylonian and Persian scholars was a Jewish slave who rose from the ranks of servitude to one of the highest positions in the land, first under the Babylonians and then under the Persians. His name was Belteshazzar, but most know him by his Hebrew name, Daniel. A significant Jewish community remained living in Babylon during the time of Christ. While the wise men who came to visit the Christ child were most likely Gentiles, there had been interaction between the Jews and the intelligentsia of the East for centuries. These magi were likely familiar with the Jewish Old Testament and the writings of Daniel. One of the most remarkable Old Testament prophecies is found in Daniel 9, 24-27. In this passage, an angelic messenger lays out a timeline that stretches from the Babylonian, now Persian, captivity until the seating of the Messiah on his throne in the coming kingdom. It is likely that these wise men not only had the prophecy of Daniel's 70 weeks, but also understood its meaning. Let's dive into the prophecy. It's a timeline. It has a beginning and an end. The beginning is identified in Daniel 9.25. It is the command to restore and rebuild Jerusalem. Now, there were three different commands and returns that marked the end of the Babylonian exile. Zerubbabel's return in the 530s BC, Ezra's return in 458 BC, and finally Nehemiah's return in 445 BC. Given the nature of the command as described in Daniel 9.25, Nehemiah's return fits the description best, although good Bible scholars will differ on this point. The end of the timeline is given in two stages. The first is a period of 69 sevens. After 69 sevens, Messiah the Prince would come and be cut off or killed. Then the city of Jerusalem would be destroyed by the people of the Prince that would come, That would be the Antichrist, described elsewhere in Daniel, and the people of the fourth kingdom of Daniel 2. That's the Romans. This prophecy was fulfilled in 70 AD with the destruction of Jerusalem by the Roman general Titus. For this discussion, we will focus on the 69 sevens, because that is the portion of the timeline that would mark the first advent of Christ. So what is a seven? Many translations would use the word weak in this passage. The King James does so. The Hebrew word for weak is indeed seven. But seven what? Most assume it means seven years. The multiple of seven years was likely used in conjunction with this to convey a more specific meaning. In the Jewish Old Testament economy, a seven-year period held great significance. It delineated the sabbatical year cycle. Every seventh year, God commanded the land to be left fallow, according to Exodus 23, 10, and 11, and Leviticus 25, 3 through 7. 
The nation's failure to obey this command was given as the primary reason for the exile to Babylon, according to Second Chronicles 36.21. Here's what it says. And those who escaped from the sword he carried away to Babylon, where they became servants to him and his sons until the rule of the kingdom of Persia, to fulfill the word of the Lord by the mouth of Jeremiah until the land had enjoyed her Sabbaths. As long as she lay desolate, she kept Sabbath to fulfill 70 years. Some would contend that the duration of the timeline is not so much 483 years, 7 times 69, as it is 69 sabbatical year cycles until Messiah the Prince would come. Robert Newman of Biblical Seminary in Hatfield, Pennsylvania, wrote an excellent article explaining this idea. He maintains that the Jews to this day keep meticulous records of the sabbatical years that coincide perfectly with the ancient testimonies. We know today which specific years were the sabbatical years stretching far back into Jewish antiquity. How the Jews counted. The typical way of Jewish counting, according to Newman and most others, was to count any part of a time unit when identifying a period of time. For instance, if today is Sunday, three days from now would be Tuesday. Sunday counts as day one, Monday day two, and Tuesday is day three. Any part of a day counts as a day. If this is the case, then the 69th sabbatical cycle from the command to restore and rebuild Jerusalem, which occurred under Nehemiah in 445 BC, that 69th sabbatical cycle would have started in 27 AD and concluded in 34 AD. Since most scholars believe that Jesus was born between 6 and 4 BC, The 69th sabbatical cycle would have included the entirety of Jesus' earthly ministry and crucifixion. It would be the expected time of arrival of the Messiah based upon Daniel's reckoning. But, you say, it says after in Daniel 9.26. The word after used in Daniel 9.26 might cause concern for some. Newman's answer for that is the following. Some may be troubled by the fact that Daniel says, after the 62 weeks shall Messiah be cut off. Whereas, according to this calculation, the crucifixion occurs on or in the 62nd week, the 69th week, adding the first seven. But this, too, is a conventional Jewish idiom. Recall that our Lord's resurrection is variously spoken of as occurring after three days, in Matthew 27:63 and Mark 8:31 and also on the third day in Matthew 20:19 and Mark 9:31 this understanding of the term week in Daniel's prophecy seems to best fit the Jewish understanding of a seven-year time period the context of the judgment of Israel in exile and the fulfillment of the prophecy perfectly in the life of Christ if they had been studying Daniel's writings, these Babylonian or Persian wise men could have been waiting for the sign of the arrival of the Jewish Messiah to appear, perhaps anticipating him for many years. To these philosophers and astronomers, the sudden arrival of a star would then have confirmed their expectations and prompted a dangerous journey to investigate. It is a truly remarkable prophecy. This has been the Proclaim and Defend podcast. If you enjoyed today's podcast, please subscribe and give us a good review. If you want to learn more about the FBFI, check out our website at fbfi.org or our blog, Proclaim and Defend, at proclaimanddefend.org. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time on the Proclaim and Defend podcast.